Hello, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of Buckeye Dads Discuss. I'm Josh. And I'm Andy. And Andy, we're we're out of order today. Uh, so uh, you and I recorded uh, a very special top five list, list of the week, uh, that's going to be on at the end of the show. Uh, it was very sports heavy, and we're going to continue the theme with this the first part of the episode. Uh, we know a lot, has, a lot has happened in the world since we last talked. Uh, Joe Biden has officially been sworn in as the next president of the United States, and he's going to town on unfucking all of the Donald Trump regime, regime as much as he can. Uh, vaccine news is out uh, about Johnson and Johnson, and uh, you know we're working on getting that distributed to as many people as possible. But you know nothing, nothing super crazy. I think later you and I will, when we do come back to news and politics. Uh, we might clean up some of our notes on uh, the insurrection and and what actually happened that day and how we feel about it. But we're going to be sports today. So how's it been, man? Man, at first I got to say, I love that we just had a conversation about we're not getting into politics. And you're like, all right, we're not talking politics, <laughs> but let's hit like 17 politics things real quick. And then we're going to hit you with the sports. <laughs> so no, 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 I've been great. And like you said, we are recording out of order, so great conversation that we just had uh with with that top five sports list so definitely stick around for that i think that that was one of the the most fun things that we've done on the show so i hope everybody enjoys that as much as i just enjoyed that because that was a great time but yeah i mean the world is hopefully getting back a little bit to normal i gotta say i mean we'll save this for the politics too i do miss donald trump on twitter I know that's going to be controversial, but man, the entertainment value, it's just not that. I mean, whew, what am I supposed to look at 12 hours a day? Um, sports, I guess, is the answer. So hockey is back. Hallelujah. I don't think it was back at the last time that we recorded. Jack is out to a rough start, but uh, I was just checking. They just put up the W today. So sports, man, that's yeah. that's what's going to get us back to normal in 2021. <laughs> and we're getting to the point of the year where we start to diverge now. Um, so football is winding down. We are just about done. Uh, normally this would be Pro Bowl weekend. Uh, and obviously that's not important. Uh, or I think they, they had moved the game until after the Super Bowl some year or whatever. But, you know, we're in an off weekend right now. We have the Super Bowl coming up next weekend. Uh, but football is winding down. And then you and I will diverge. So I will... Uh, carry the NBA torch and keep an eye on March uh, college basketball as Mar- March Madness approaches. Again, all of this has an asterisk next to it to see, you know, how COVID might impact uh, those seasons. You, on the other hand, you know, carry the the hockey mantle and uh, you know are are getting into that. So uh, we're gonna, you know, grow apart here for a couple seasons and then we'll come back together again as football season approaches. I'll tell you what, man, if I've learned one thing from 2020 or 2021, I will watch any sports that I can get. <laughs> I am not picky. If there, if, I mean, if, I don't think there's a night without NHL hockey again until like March or April. So what a, what a time to be alive. But if there happened to be an off night or maybe something's on a network I don't get, I'd turn on an NBA game right now. I don't care. It's sports, man. Just put it in my veins. Just missing Missing out on sports makes me appreciate. I might even watch a baseball game this year. I'm not trying to go too crazy, but we'll see what happens when summer rolls around. Maybe we'll, you know, vaccines will be back to normal. But man, I'll watch anything right now. But yes, I I, I do take the road less traveled, so I will I will be the hockey guy from here on out. 
And I mean, again, if I we're gonna, I'm gonna extend an olive branch to you. Like playoff hockey has always been good, even as a non hockey fan. You know, you're you're watching, and it's you know, do or die, and any one single goal can change. You know, the the course of the game. One weird bounce uh, of the puck. Uh, can really make all the difference in the world. And especially when you go to overtime, sudden death hockey is really just like, there's nothing else like it in all of sports. And I say this as somebody who enjoys a buzzer beater more than most things uh, in the sporting world. Uh, but uh, yeah, man, uh, if it's on and there's a lull, you know, this is a weird season where hockey, I usually feel like is a little bit ahead of basketball. Yeah, uh, usually a week or two. And uh, this year, uh, with the way the seasons fell and how the seasons ended, basketball actually is, I don't know, somewhere in the 15, 20 games range into the regular season already. So, uh, yeah, if basketball ends and I got the choice between playoff hockey and nothing, I'm going to take some playoff hockey this year. Yeah, I I think we've all come to appreciate what we have a little bit here in the last year. We'll take what we get. So college football is, is officially over. Uh, in our last episode, we celebrated our win against Clemson, and I still feel great about that. We were hopeful maybe potentially we could uh, be frisky against Alabama, but Andy, I'm not going to lie, halftime rolled around, and I was I was done that night. Yeah, I mean, I think that's a little bit of the symptom of the old men that we've become. <laughs> I mean, I think I think back in the day, I remember. Uh, I remember walking away from the LSU game. That would have been what 2007, maybe 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 the actual calendar year was 2008, mm-hmm. but like the 2007 season. I remember being done with that at halftime in college, and I think people were trying to like fight me. I think I was going to yep. man. I, I don't know. I was probably going to play NHL 06 or something on the, <laughs> the PlayStation Two if we wanted to date ourselves. But uh, I think people were trying to fight me that year, and and now it's yeah. I mean, I I stopped following the entire game. At halftime, I mean, you know, I, I, I would check in on the score, but I wasn't watching it like full on live after halftime either. It was pretty clear what was going to happen. And you know what? It's a hell of an Alabama team. I think Sturman getting hurt early hurt. I mean, I don't even think having him, I don't think it would have mattered. Honestly, that Alabama team was just really, really good. And they absolutely deserve to win the championship. And so congrats to Nick Saban for making an absolute machine. And like you said, I mean, we beat Dabo, <laughs> so whatever. Like the championship would have been nice, but it was fun to beat Clemson. Absolutely, I mean, I still definitely consider the season a success. I mean, you know, obviously another national championship would have been great. Um, you know, normally we have we have been over the past decade uh, DBU. I mean, we've had so many corners and safeties taken in the first round of the NFL. Um, and finally, the cupboard was just a little bit bare. Uh, we'll get to Sean Wade here in a little bit. But, you know, opting to cover the Heisman Trophy winner one-on-one um, for a lot of the game uh, went about exactly as you could have expected. Uh, and they just they had way more firepower than we did, especially after Sermon goes out, you know, and right in the beginning of the game. So, uh, yeah, tough, tough game for our guys. But again, I still I don't have that bitter taste in my mouth after some of the you know blowout losses versus Clemson um, or some of the other ways that our season has ended. So I'll I'll take that as a positive. 
Yeah, I mean, like Florida 2006 hurt this game. It was like, yeah, okay. I mean, it was a little bit like that LSU game where it was like, it, it's nice to be here. If we win, that's cool. If not, man, that that wasn't one that hurt so bad. But Devontae Smith, so it's tough with this being, you know, the COVID season and how much was normal. But what a season that guy, that guy is sick. I can't wait to see what he does in the NFL. I mean, if, if he really is that good, I mean, that he was playing a different game. Uh, I'm a little worried for him in the NFL in the sense that, like, I feel like my legs are, you know, bigger than his legs. And not obviously in an athletic way, but just in a, he just looks so tiny running around on the field. But wow, is he so fast. And, man, he was just getting wherever he wanted to. Uh, in the defensive backfield, uh, you know, catching touchdowns like crazy. He's the Heisman winner. And for a wide receiver to win the Heisman, you know that he had to have a damn special college uh, football season. So take your head off to Alabama again. If we we already have beaten them once on our way to our national championship. So I feel like that removes some of the sting uh, from this loss. But what can I say? I mean, I feel like, we have Clemson and Alabama as the only two teams that can make an argument that they're better than us over the last, you know, decade or two decades or so. And uh, when you can say you're, you know, the, you know, no worse than the third best college football team over the past couple of decades, I, that's in a, you're in a pretty good spot. Yeah. I mean, I, I don't want Clemson to be ahead of us on that list. They probably are, but you know, and, and I mean, I feel like maybe I should have some hate for Bama. I just don't, man. Bama is just, they are just good. They are good every year. They, they recruit like monsters. They turn out great players. So, man, if we got to lose to somebody, I don't have a problem with it being Bama. If I'm going to put on my trolling hat just for a second, I'm going to say, Nick Saban, you coward, go to the highest level, go back to the NFL, see if you, know, if you can actually do it at the highest level of competition. But, you know, if there's, but then I put my rational hat back on, and if I'm Nick Saban, why in the world would I would I leave Alabama at this stage of my career when I can just keep cranking out national championships, making a shit ton of money, and in general, you know, cementing his legacy as one of, if not the best, you know, college football coach uh, in the in the sports history. Yeah, I mean, exactly the point I was going to make there. Do you want to be a decent or even pretty good? I mean, do you want to be Andy Reid? Or do you want to be the goat of college football? I mean, he's not going to be the Bill Belichick at the NFL, but he's the goat of college football. Maybe. I mean, he's going to be in that conversation when it's all said and done. He might. He might. He might be the goat. And so, speaking of the the college uh, pro transition, <laughs> I mean, I I'm not as worried because I have less attachment to this person than I think maybe a lot of Ohio State fans do. Uh, but man, Urban Meyer. Good luck, my guy. Yeah, have fun. Uh, here's the thing: you those headaches, are, those headaches are going to come back in a couple of years when he realizes it's not sunshine and rainbows. You uh, you can't recruit in the pros, and again, like you know, you could say, you know, I'm not going to fight you at all, saying that Urban Meyer was a great recruiter. You know, getting that that speed, that SEC speed into the Big Ten, into our program, uh, changing the course of the the team's direction from, you know, good old fashioned punt on third down, trestle ball defense, you know, wins, wins games type deal to really bring us into the modern era. I mean, that's all well and good for sure. 
but you know, if you're if you're actually had to focus on coaching, in-game adjustments, uh, being the leader of men who are making a shit ton more money than you are, good luck. I mean, we'll see. We'll see how he does. Yeah, I mean, every Ohio State like diehard Ohio State fan probably hates my guts anyway. But uh, I mean, Urban Meyer's going to a place where like you can't get ahead by like you can't recruit those marginal players that are gonna like other teams would be like no you know we're not gonna take a risk on that character guy and he's like yeah i don't give a shit whatever i mean he's not gonna be able to go tennessee style and throw mcdonald's bags of cash at people and and you can't tell me he wasn't doing that at florida so uh yikes i mean i i in jacksonville what a i mean that, that franchise has been a disaster for a while so true but you get the draft uh you know, you get your your pick of who you want uh, at number one, and uh, you know Trevor Lawrence, uh, Justin Fields. You know, uh, oh, all right. So I, I already said that Ohio State fans hate my guts. It, do you think that's a question? No, absolutely not. Okay, I mean, I like Justin Fields. I think what he did at Ohio State was great. I'm glad he came. Looking at the two of them, even on the same field, where you know. Fields team one, there's not a chance I'm taking Justin Fields over Trevor Lawrence. Yeah, I just the thing that worries me about Fields is just like when he gets again, there's a you know, I've heard a lot of like pro people say on TV or whatever. Well, every quarterback's really good when they are getting pressured. Uh, but when he in particular, when Fields was pressured this year, um, I feel like it just went, it was you never knew if he was just gonna. You know, as he's falling down, throw it to a DB, uh, just have no pocket awareness and take a bad sack. Uh, and, and he's going to, you know, if he's weak against pressure, they're going to bring it in the NFL. So, no, I don't think there's any, you know, Urban Meyer, I'm sure, has to put up the appearance as Ohio State's former coach and an Ohio State quarterback. And again, like he balled out in the Clemson game for sure. I mean, you know, that you could never take that away from. Justin Fields, but no, I, I don't think it's a conversation at all. I mean, I think you take Trevor Lawrence one and you don't, you don't even really think about it. Yeah. hundred, hundred percent on board with that. I don't even thinking about that for a second. Lawrence looks good. Um, so again, Buckeyes, some Buckeyes stay, some Buckeyes go. We know that Justin Fields is going, you know, Ohio state quarterbacks have sucked in the NFL. There's no, you can't really, spin it a whole lot of other ways. Um, I, I, I wish him the best and I, I hope he has a, a long and fruitful uh, NFL career. Uh, I'm not, I'm not going to wager on that, um, but he's gone. Wyatt Davis was coming into the, uh, into the year was projected to be a first round offensive lineman. Uh, it really looks like it's going to stay that way. But Andy, Sean Wade, has anybody hurt, their draft stock this year more than Sean Wade projected first round defensive back. Uh, and now I've been seeing like third round grades for him uh, beat like a drum in the, in the national championship game again by the Heisman winner. So, you know, I don't know how much stock you put in that, but oh wolf. Yeah. I mean, I don't think he had the swagger of like, uh, I mean, certainly not like a Denzel Ward, but even like a uh, Damon Arnett. Is that the guy that went to the Raiders? Uh huh. Yep. Yeah. Where it's like, you know, you, you, you saw the flashes with those guys, or, you know, like a Jeff Okuda who 
you know, I, I'm marginally a Lions fan sometimes. And I mean, I, I, I thought he was a, a great player and I enjoyed him. I don't think I've seen any of that from Sean Wade, but yeah, man, what a rough, I mean, the championship game was brutal, but even the rest of the, I mean, I don't think he's done a whole lot of favors for himself for a lot of the season. And to, I mean, for that to be the last impression that people mm-hmm. have you going into the draft. Yeah. Yikes. A hundred percent agree. Uh, Trey Sermon. Uh, we, we barely knew you, uh, you know, you get injured in the national championship game and you're out. And again, I don't blame any of these players do what's best for your family. Go uh, strike while the iron is hot and go make that money. Um, and I'll appreciate you for all that you did for the school as limited as it might've been with your time there. Well, and I think where you, what you just said with, uh, with Sean Wade, I think Trey Sermon is the opposite. You know, talk about a guy that really improved his stock there at the end of the year. I mean, he played his the best games of his season were the last three games. Mm-hmm. Yep. I mean, he is he is the he is came out hot. So, man, he runs mean. He runs big. I I'd certainly take a look at him as an NFL team. I think he's got the size, and I think he's just got the that downhill running style that I think he'll fit right in with an NFL team. I'd take him. And his body work is 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 so little in the sense that like you won't have to re you know it's not like you're gonna have to burn your first round pick for him again I don't think there's gonna be a whole lot of running backs going in the first round um, just based on how disposable they seem in the NFL and how you can really plug anybody in and if they're behind a good offensive line you know there's no need to pay them millions and millions of dollars when they have a pretty short shelf life. Um, but yeah, make your money when you can, you, you had those three games, no reason to stick it out and get injured next year or have a disappointing year when more teams have, you know, tape on you and are better able to scheme against you. Go get that paycheck. Yeah, absolutely. Thanks for the time you spent, but go get paid young man. And again, the memes, I mean, the memes alone were worth your your time, uh, at Ohio state Trey sermon. So thank you for that. All time, all time smirks at the camera. I mean, that that's up there. Excellent. Yep. Uh, two notable, two notable people who are staying. Both of these really surprised me. Chris Olave, Haskell Garrett, uh, who I think was kind of the stalwart of the defensive line. Both of them decided they're coming back. I don't understand why. Um, maybe they feel like they can improve their draft stock even more but they both look like they were pretty damn good, important players for the team uh, this year. And again, if you love college and you, and you want to stay, I mean, by all means, and I'm never going to say, uh, no, you shouldn't do that. Uh, it's just, you know, I hope knock on wood that you stay healthy next year and, and that you do everything that you can to improve your draft stock for the NFL. Haskell Garrett, I think is going to be a huge huge player to come back for next year. He just seems like he kind of has that leadership intangible qualities. I mean, what a story of him getting shot in the face and then coming back and being able to play. He just seems like the kind of guy that's going to be able to rally the team around him. So I think that's going to be huge for this 2021 Ohio state team. I, I think, I mean, no doubt he'll be a captain. He'll be a leader on that team kind of run, run that defense. So, I mean, yeah, he probably could have went and got paid. I'm, I'm glad he's coming back and, yeah, it's kind of the same thing with Olave. I mean, he, he's one of those guys that has sneakily felt like he's been around for like seven years now. Mm-hmm. So, uh, I mean, 
to have a couple of those vets that are going to end up being, you know, probably first, second round picks anchor one guy on the offense and one guy on the defense. I think that's really exciting to have those guys back. And I don't know what the quarterback pitcher is going to be for next year, but you could make a case based on who's still young enough to be on the team and Olave coming back that we might have, you know, the top one or two best wide receiving cores in the, in the country next year. Uh, so hopefully that will help put uh, the new quarterback at ease. And again, we had some breakout uh, moments by the, by the tight ends in the, in the playoff. Uh, so who knows? I mean, the offense might be still very good uh, next year, but it all depends on what that quarterback play is going to look like. Yeah, I mean, with the way college football is these days, who knows? I mean, transfer portals open up. Uh, Christian McCaffrey might come back from the Panthers and play quarterback. <laughs> Anything is possible. Anything is possible. <laughs> all right. So college is done. Andy, I have never in a million years been interested in, followed, cared about recruiting uh, for college. And it just feels like it. it's right up to the line of, you know, you got, you know, 17, 18-year-olds, you know, making this big business decision, getting courted, getting recruited. Uh, I have faith that Ohio State will recruit a very good class. And as we approach the spring game and into the fall, uh, I'll start paying attention to the team. Uh, but I, I'm not going to be following them uh, until we get much closer to the start of the season. I will probably look at the roster uh, 10.30 a.m. on the day of the first Ohio State game and be like, I don't know a lot of these names. So I've definitely not followed it. I won't be following it. So I don't have a clue. So college is done. We're almost done with the NFL. Andy, we had two. Uh, somewhat interesting games uh, this past weekend, NFL championship round. Uh, we'll start off with that first game, which was pretty or the, I believe what ended up being the second game, uh, Chiefs and Bills. Chiefs beat the Bills 38-24. Uh, it's not, I was more in and out on this game. It's not super competitive. Um, and Patrick Mahomes is just a cyborg. Yeah, I mean, watching the game, as the game went on, it became more and more apparent that it it didn't really matter what the Bills did. They weren't going to be able to keep pace. I mean, how can you stop the Chiefs? Their offense is ridiculous. They call great plays. They scheme well. They have ridiculous athletes. I think they employ some terrible human beings. Um, So I think they're really hard to root for. And then they also have Mahomes, who's really easy to root for. So, like, morally, it's really hard with the Chiefs because, like, I want to see Mahomes be successful because he seems like he's just an absolutely great guy. But, I mean, this is a team that employs Frank Clark and Tyreek Hill, who I think are absolute trash. But that offense is ridiculous. I mean, they're, they're talk about people that are playing a different game like Devontae Smith was in the championship game. The Chiefs are playing a different game than everybody else when they're on offense. Yeah, the analogy I'm going to make is the Chiefs look a little bit like, uh, you know, early 2000s Lakers, especially in the regular season. Like, they are just dominant. They are stacked. They look like a little bit like they're kind of sleepwalking through the regular season at points because they just know, you know, very few teams I feel like can actually successfully flick the switch and, you know, just turn it on when they want to when the games actually matter. Uh, but the Chiefs looks like they are one of those teams 
Um, and I'm very interested to see uh, how we'll go against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers who end up beating the Packers in a much closer game, 31-26. So this was one of the most enjoyable football games I've watched in a while because my wife is not a sports fan, and but she is from Tampa, and she was losing her mind, like screaming during this game. And it, I, like, it was like a new person. I had never seen this because, you know, the Bucs have been trash as long as we've been together. So uh-huh. this is the first time the Bucs have been decent, and wow. So personally, that was really, really entertaining but tom brady goat and if you don't think tom brady's the goat log off now you're just wrong tom brady is ridiculous that buccaneers defense is also ridiculous though because even when tom brady's not looking great that defense is good that d-line can get after the quarterback like three four-man rushes are getting after the quarterback and the chiefs left that Bills game a little banged up on the line. I haven't looked, and I mean it's a little early since we're recording this, you know, more than a week before the Super Bowl. But if that Chiefs line is banged up, look out. I think that's the one way that a team could have a chance against them. Is yeah, I th- they, I think, they they pressure the quarterback. Yeah, I think their left tackle, I mean, I think it was Achilles, and Achilles is never good. So he's I I'm pretty sure he's confirmed out for the game. So uh, that that certainly can uh, is an interesting wrinkle. India, I, I, the question for me really comes down to, you know, you're the Packers, and it's third down. It's second down. It's third down. Aaron Rodgers looks like he can run at the end of the game. He throws the ball, incomplete pass, and the Packers wind up kicking a field goal instead of going for a touchdown. And where a field goal didn't do a whole lot for them. Uh, and then after the game, Aaron's basically like, uh, more or less is like, I don't know what my future is going to be. Very kind of dramatic. Um, I could not believe that they decided to kick a field goal there. And, and man, Aaron Rodgers, Aaron Rodgers is now, I think, one in five in NFC championship games, uh, which is not where you want to be. I had the opposite reaction in my house because my wife grew up as a, a randomly as a Dolphins fan. And then after they sucked for so long, we moved to Madison, Wisconsin, and she adopted the Packers. And she is going crazy in a bad way when we're watching this game. Yeah, that had to be a tough afternoon for you. Yeah, she's got her she's got her jersey on and she's just questioning like why aren't they going for it? And and again, Aaron was just under fire, you know, the whole game, I feel like. You know, they were he was getting sacked left and right. Um, Devontae Adams wasn't getting the ball. There were a lot of drops in that game on both sides, I feel like. Yeah. Um, and it, it was messy, but, I mean, what can you say? I mean, he's a Michigan quarterback and, uh, you know, a longtime Patriots quarterback. I love to hate Tom Brady as much as the next guy, but you can't deny that he is just, you know, as we said in our last podcast, I mean, he's one of the athletes that has defined the 21st century. Yeah. I mean, I, th- I think I sent this tweet out during the game. I mean, father time is undefeated, but like he might be on upside alert with Tom Brady. This guy is, <laughs> et- he's eternal, eternal. And man, I can't wait to see in the Super Bowl for a guy. I mean, I think Tom Brady likes winning more than anything I've ever liked in my life. And I mean, there's some things I'm pretty fond of, but Tom Brady fucking loves winning. And I can't wait to see if, you know, 
Brady and Gronk, if I mean, if there's anything left in the gas tank, you know, it's going to come out in the Super Bowl. I mean, it, the last hurrah for, I mean, <laughs> Gronk looks like he belongs in a wheelchair except when he's on the field. So I almost feel bad for him being out on the field because he, he looks brutal. But to see if those two can have just one more, you know, one more run at glory, man, it, I'm looking forward to the Super Bowl more than I have looked forward to a game in a long time. And usually I feel like the Super Bowls often end up being blowouts, but I, I don't, again, anything can happen, but I think this could actually be a pretty, a pretty good game. Um, so, you know, the two storylines that could come out of the Super Bowl, right, are Pat Mahomes grabs another Super Bowl at a very young age, and he looks like he, you know, could uh, make that run at Tom Brady's legacy and just be, you know, again, we see him do crazy things throwing the football. Yeah, um, you know, and if he wins, he will be on the same kind of pace that that Tom Brady has been on. Or Tom Brady wins, and again, there's just no no doubt in anyone's mind that he is the great that is he is the greatest of all time. Could you imagine what a gong show it would be in Tampa if this wasn't pandemic times? I mean, it'll probably be a gong show in Tampa anyway because it's Florida, and you know, Florida <laughs> will do whatever they want. But yes, could you imagine? playing at home for a Super Bowl for the first time ever. They'd have a hundred thousand people probably outside that stadium. Mm-hmm. They they might still have that happen. They'd have to drive all the taco buses. Great restaurant if you're ever in Tampa, by the way, the taco bus, it's legit like old school buses that they just serve tacos out of. We went there a couple of times when we were down there. It's a good spot. They, they'd have to drive all the taco buses right around the stadium. I mean, it'd be insane. It wasn't, they had like 20,000 people for the Stanley cup parade. They were ripping around on jet skis out in the, the Bay in the middle, like, and they won that in July in the middle of the pandemic. So I'd imagine people are probably still going to come out anyway, because Florida, but that place would be off the hook. If this were normal times. A hundred percent. Yeah. Um, I'm very curious to see what's going to happen. All right. So, Putting you on the spot. Uh, this should this should come out before the Super Bowl. Who are you picking? I mean, my my head says it's going to be tough to slow down the Chiefs, but man, it's not. You can't pick against Tom Brady. I'm going to take the Buccaneers by like two points. I'm going to take the Chiefs by seven. I think it's going to be. Uh, I think they're just too they're just too good, and uh, you know. Mahomes, Kelsey, Tyreek Hill. I just think there's there's too much firepower, uh, but we will see. We will see. I mean, Tampa is going to have to pressure the quarterback. They're going to have to make Mahomes turn the ball over, which he doesn't do. So, I mean, it's I, as much as we're talking about Brady, and Brady is great. I mean, Brady's going to have to play a good game, but that Tampa defense is going to have to make something happen if they're going to have a chance in this game. And, and they very well could, for sure. They have every other game so far. I mean, the the NFC playoffs have been the Tampa defense has played outstanding and Brady's played good enough. All right, my man. So we will we will see what happens. Um, man, I we're gonna have to save it for another episode. Let's keep let's keep it in the theme. I have thoughts about the Johnson and Johnson vaccine data that we have and the narrative that has come up around it. We will save that for another time. Uh, <laughs> you just you can't stay off the politics. I, I well, it's a vaccine. It should not be political. It should just be a nice, uh, a nice simple story about a vaccine that's going to help. You know, get rid of this awful pandemic. But uh, we will we will 
save it for another time. Uh, hopefully by the next time we talk, uh, that emergency use authorization will be submitted and we'll be adding it to the rotation. So uh, we ha- like Andy said at the top of the show, we have a, a really uh, great uh, list of the week coming up and uh, we'll be right back. See you guys on the other side. Yeah, stick around for this one, guys. So like I said, this this was one of the, the most fun segments that, we, that we've done on the show. So I hope you guys enjoyed this as much as we did. It's the list of the week. Well, Josh, we got a special guest that's going to be joining us for our list of the week this week. Absolute Toledo legend. Uh, recently won the best beard in America contest, <laughs> as judged by me. And he was the only contestant, but he still took home the prize. Welcome to the show, Zach Woods. Thank you guys for having me. This uh, super professional, you know, ensemble we got going on here is really, uh, really, you know, blowing the hair around <laughs> my beard. We are taking a bit of a risk here. I mean, we're cutting our listenership in half by having you on the show, but we're glad to have you here to uh, <laughs> help us out with the list of the week. Well, just yeah, just half because I'm not listening to my own voice. Oh, so just again, Zach has been a. a on the show uh metaphorically as andy and i have discussed all of our exploits but uh we all went to high school together um have been hanging out ever since in each other's weddings going to each other's kids birthdays zach man how's it been uh it's been crazy just working from home not working from home kids everywhere so um, my wife it's just been just interesting times we live in no different than you guys but I have, uh, well, I guess a little bit better. I have two kids, um, and one of them is ice skating, swimming, gymnastics, and the other one's just swimming. So never, never slow for me. Yeah. Never a dull moment, man. I feel you. Uh, just, the kids are just, my kids are just doing swim lessons right now. And, and already between just doctor's appointments and three different schools and daycares are just, it's crazy. So, um, my, my daughter today told me that. I was her zero favorite, and then she thought about it, and maybe I'm ten. My wife's a hundred, but I'm ten. So tough day. Yeah, seems pretty par for the course. <laughs> All right, so our list of the week this week is going to be uh, top five ish, top six uh, sporting events that we've attended in person. So, guys, I was pretty worried that we were going to have a lot of overlap on this list. Uh, but we discussed a little bit, and it seems like we're going to be in a pretty good spot. Uh, before we get started with our official list, does anybody have any honorable mentions they want to throw out? Yeah, I, I guess I'll throw out my first one because uh, just to wrap my alma mater, um, I was at uh, the UT Boise game. I was at the UT uh, Miami game. I've seen UT Kentucky, University of Toledo. Um, and none of those I would consider exceptionally great games uh, i missed the ut michigan game where ut won but uh yeah that'd be my first honorable mention gotta wrap the alma mater andy anything for you yeah there's i mean there's a surprising amount of ohio state games that i think were ended up left off my final list um northwestern 2013 when I, that was we played at Northwestern. That was the game. It was close for the first half, and, and then the second half, Carlos Hyde said, "Guys, we're not losing this game," and just put the team on his back, Marshawn Lynch style, and said, "We're going home with the W." So I think that was one that just missed, missed the cut. And then um, 
a Blue Jackets game, actually. So the Blue Jackets will make an appearance, but maybe my fate. I, I, it's almost too hard to decide which two, which one of these to leave off the list. But in 2013, the Blue Jackets played the Nashville Predators on the last game of the regular season. And if they won that game, and I want to say it was Minnesota loss, they would have been in the playoffs for the first time in a long time. So I went to that game, and it was absolutely electric. Columbus won the game 3-1. 20,000 people ran out of Nationwide Arena to the R-Bar to watch on like 32-inch TVs. It was like 20 deep to watch the Minnesota game. And then Minnesota went out and won like 5 nothing, and Columbus did not make the playoffs. But that whole experience of watching them win it, have a shot, and then just have that taken away was both exhilarating and devastating all in a couple hours span. So I did not put a ton of time into this list. I really described the the first things that popped into my mind. I do want to throw out some least favorite games that I've uh, ever been to. Mix it up a little bit. Um, my wife and I went to see Ohio State play Michigan State in the uh, in Columbus, uh, the Luke Fickle year of all years, and it rained pretty much the whole game, and we got crushed. Uh, so that was pretty much an awful, awful way to spend an afternoon. Andy, a game that I sat next to you for, uh, Ohio State-Michigan hockey. Uh, you dragged me along, and I was not amused. I, I thought fall- this might be on your list. <laughs> <laughs> I ended up falling asleep, and I got a T-shirt thrown at me, which I then picked up and used as a pillow and then went back to sleep. So um, didn't hold my interest, let's say. Zach, you feature in another game where you got some free tickets to the Michigan-Indiana football game. Uh, And that was maybe one of the top two coldest games I've ever been to. We ordered hot chocolate during halftime, and it was hot for maybe like five minutes. And then it was just nasty. We ended up leaving sometime early in the second half because of how cold it was. Um, And then finally... um, I, I I don't know if he's he's an actual listener, but uh, we all went to an arena football game for one of our friends' bachelor parties. Uh, you guys remember that night? The the only thing I remember about that night is our tickets were in the upper bowl, and as we were walking there, uh, some guy uh, randomly was like, "Oh, where are you guys' tickets at? We're in the upper bowl." He goes, "Oh, no, you're not. Here, have some tickets," because they couldn't fill the whole arena. <laughs> well, there was nothing wrong with the game. It's more the memory I have from that night is that the that the party ended at about like eleven thirty at night, much to uh, your guys's dismay. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so yeah, we uh, we were at a casino for like half an hour, and then and then the uh, the groom wanted to go home and go to bed, and and so our night ended pretty early that night. So yeah, that that, that was that was a tough night. <laughs> that was the game itself was fun i think it was like dollar beers so i mean you know we had ourselves a little bit of a time but yeah i, I think everybody thought that we were getting warmed up at that point we didn't realize that we had reached the high point of the night we're on the downswing and the uh the story from that the the that actual wedding uh was another memorable night but that's a story for a different day the uh, one uh, go ahead I would prefer to never tell that story. <laughs> the the thing they did right at that wedding, though, clutch, was when they brought out the pizza about two hours into yes. that. Once we started to get into it a little bit, and then they were like, "Oh yeah, we got some pizzas coming." And I was like, "Ooh, that was nice. That was a nice touch." That was for sure. 
So, okay. so sp- speaking of cold games, though, Josh, I can't remember if you were there, but Zach, I know you were there. Do you remember when we went to Toledo, Northern Illinois, our senior year of high school? Yes. We were that so- was cold. It was so cold that the water particles were just freezing as they were blowing around. It was yeah. And we were underneath the, the press box because it was like kind of out of the wind. Yeah. Uh, maybe I'm just getting old and I'm thinking I don't would not do that again. They had to be like Tuesday night maction too, probably 12 degrees or it was probably us and four other people in the stadium. I see a lot of crazy things happen in UT Tuesday night games. Um, the one time we showed up to tailgate uh, to a Wednesday night game and I've, I've, I was out of college for a minute at least. And uh, some people just had a fire going like in a parking spot. Like they brought like one of those portable fire rings, like the six foot <laughs> rings, just set it in a parking spot, filled it with wood and started a fire. <laughs> the fire department comes around and they're like, can you put that out? And they're like, no, <laughs> you can. <laughs> Isn't that kind of what you do? Yeah, like, I don't know what you want me to do right now. Yeah, not pouring the beers on it. Definitely not. All right, guys, let's uh, let's round into our list. Um, again, I think we 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 each got six. Uh, we're just gonna go in order. So, uh, Andy, uh, Josh, Zach, we'll just go in that order. So, Andy, hiss up with your uh, your first one on your list. Yeah, I'm gonna go local with uh, the first one on my list. So this we can go back to 2015. It was the Toledo Walleye and the Wheeling Nailers. I want to say it was the second round of the playoffs. It was game seven goes to overtime. So this was the first playoff run. I really remember going on with, with my oldest kid. So she would have been five then. So she was really, really getting into it. You know, we're out late on a school night game goes to overtime and Kyle bonus, who was definitely her favorite player. And one of my favorites, he just retired. So after a great career with a couple of stops in Toledo, so he, he comes down the left. It's a two-on-one. He comes down the left-hand side of the ice, fakes like he's going to pass, just hogs it, rips it upstairs. The overtime game winner. Got to be my favorite walleye moment. So that's going to be the first one on my list. Wait, the guy's last name is Bonus? Yeah, it's spelled B-O-N-I-S. Uh, that's amazing. Yeah, he, he was a great guy. We met him a couple of times, so he was, he was always real good to the kid. And then he's a hell of a hockey player as well. All right, I'm going to stay local as well for my number six. Uh, well, we took a little bit of a hike for this game. Uh, our senior year of high school, first game, I believe, of our of our uh, football season, uh, Central Catholic Toledo, Ohio versus Detroit Catholic Central uh, up in Detroit. Uh, this was a game that had minimal student attendance, and all of us were a part of that very small crowd. Uh, we ended up, uh, you know, having a very successful season, and I'm sure we'll get into that later that year. Um, but we, you know, rallied the crowd. We got it. We had a, there was a third down where a timeout needed to be called because the crowd was getting so loud. What comes out of this game is we end up like running flags for a couple games uh, for whatever reason, and that allowed us to at least be out on the field, which that was kind of sort of maybe cool. Uh, my, what I did not know uh, was going to happen. My eventual wife was also at the game looking particularly fine that night. Uh, Even I remember that. <laughs> um, 
but yeah, that was just a, a great way to kick off senior year and uh, an experience that stuck with me. So, so, so just on that for one minute, if you would have told me that night that you would end up married to her, the way she looked that night, I, you could have made me anything in the world. And I'd have said, not a chance. I, uh, you're married now. And I would still like, <laughs> <laughs> um, yep. I, I pretty much agree. I, I wonder that most days. So, uh, for sure, that was uh, an, an interesting evening. Um, definitely enjoyable. Zach, number six on your list? Uh, my number six is, I'm going to stick around with Logal 2. Uh, this was right before my son was born. Um, and I don't, I remember being exceptionally hungover for the game. Uh, it was the ECHL All-Star game. Uh, first time it's been in Toledo, to my knowledge, or at least in my lifetime. Um I think I paid way too much for the tickets and I bought six thinking that um, to Andy, I knew you had tickets, but thinking I could rope two other couples into going. And then it ended up just being the three of us. So I still have the cardboard cut out, like the, the full solid cardboard pieces um, of the game. I don't remember too much about the game itself, uh, but the skills challenge was awesome. Uh, the, the, the format is, is really crazy uh, with the, the three on three. Um, and it was just an overall fun weekend. Uh, the day before, I got to touch the cup, and it was it was just a really great, no pressure, no frills kind of just like a, a hockey experience that I probably won't see again in Toledo in my lifetime. So, yeah, they did, they did a fantastic job with that. They had, like you said, the day before where they had everything set up downtown where you could kind of go around Hensville, check everything out. I don't remember who won the game either, but I do remember it. I mean, I, I, I've been to the NHL all-star game and the skills challenge and everything. And it, honestly, the production of the East AHL was, was close. I mean, it's not on the scale that the NHL all-star game is, but as far as the quality of everything they put together, I mean, it, it was right up there okay. with the NHL all-star game. And it was probably more fun to have it right in our backyard. So great pick. All right, Andy, number five. Number five is Ohio State, Michigan. You know, they got to make it on the list. Uh, I'm going to take the 2012 edition. So that was the year where we couldn't go to the postseason. It was the year we went 12-0. and 0, So I was down there with the Twins. Shout out to the Twins. I don't know if they're listeners, but how you guys doing if you're out there? Uh, we went down to that one. Um, I atoned for the mistake I made in 2006 of not getting myself down on the field. So in 2012, I did end up down on the field and that was just such a, such a statement season of, yeah, we're not going to the playoffs. Yeah. We're not going to a bowl game, but to just come out and just whoop everybody and put the cherry on top of that 12 and 0 season, that, that was a great game to be at. For sure. And again, anytime we can stick it to Michigan, it's good in my book. All right. So number five on my list, um, Switching it up, we're going to hit some basketball on this list for me. Dayton versus Ohio State in the NIT. This was 2008, I believe. And the the cool thing about this game is, uh, I don't know how many of our listeners have been to basketball games at Ohio State. The shot is not a great place to see a basketball game there. I'm just going to say it. Uh, it's way too big. It's 20,000 plus seats. Uh, it's not a basketball school. They don't have students in prime locations, at least when we were there. But St. John's, on the other hand, is a much smaller venue. And in the NIT, 
the first couple rounds, the higher seed hosts the game. So we had host Dayton. It's an in-state rivalry type game. Uh, Dayton's a very good basketball school. And it was so loud in that gym. Uh, we ended up winning that game. Uh, really just kind of an old school, you know, almost felt like a high school environment. Uh, but you still had a decent amount more people and everyone was super into the game. Dayton brought a ton of fans and they were allowed to. Just a really enjoyable way to spend a, an afternoon. Anytime you can bully, bully the city of Dayton. I mean, it's really easy to do, but you still <laughs> got to take any opportunity you can to, to bully Dayton. All right, Zach, five on your list? Uh, number five on my list. I can't, I can't really quite remember the year, um, but my buddy Steve um, is uh, a, a, a hardcore Tigers fan, um, and we went to a game five. I think it was the ALDS in either 12 or 13. It was just about the time that uh, my wife and I were kind of getting serious. We, the three of us went and we, the Tigers got down. Uh, there was a picture of us from TV that somebody took of us, the three of us. I was wearing my wings jersey. That's how little of a Tigers fan I was, but I can drink beer and I like drinking beer. So um, we went, we partied before they won. We partied after. It was just an electric experience. Just uh, the, the crowd of being down a little bit and then no we needed to kind of pump everything up was ju just an awesome experience um that i hadn't I, I probably hadn't haven't experienced that at a baseball game in my whole life and then i just recently started experiencing it going to soccer games so just for the pure friendship slash environment of it the uh, tigers uh, game five that i went to yeah, my wife is a big Tigers fan, and uh, that's that's a, about all I can contribute to the baseball conversation. So, I was curious if our um, my wife brought it up, uh, Becca brought it up about um, that random Milwaukee Brewers game that you, her, and I went to. I don't even know if you remember that. I do remember that. It was a beautiful day. It was, you know, again. I don't particularly enjoy baseball, but like once or twice or three times a summer, when you can just go to a ballpark, it's a beautiful day to sit, have a beer, watch the game. It's a, it's a great way to spend the day for sure. So I do remember that. Yeah, I don't remember why I was in Milwaukee, but you were in Madison at the time, I think. Yep. And yep. It's like, all right, we got tickets to the game. Okay, I'll be there. Yeah, I remember that. Yeah, that's a, that was a beautiful stadium too, as I remember. Yeah. The yeah the I think the ceiling opened up or wasn't ever closed i don't know yeah it's retractable that's what i'm looking for all right andy number four on your list number four on my list uh is going to be another ohio state game so i tried not to have it be ohio it's too ohio state heavy but i've been to a lot of great games at ohio state so it's ohio state wisconsin 2011 so man i hated wisconsin when we went to ohio state i don't know I think of all the Ohio State talk we've ever had on here, I don't know that my hate of Wisconsin has come out yet. So, um, <laughs> man, I fucking hate Wisconsin. <laughs> there was a time where I think I may have hated Wisconsin more than I hated Michigan. And I know that that's sacrilegious and they may come take my degree, but I got two of them. They can have one of them. I'm only using one at a time. Um, man, I hated Wisconsin. So uh, I got great tickets and I, I went to the game with my mom, which was fun. So I went to, I watched Ohio State play OU or somebody with my parents one time. So I'd gone to like one game before with my parents, but it wasn't a great, you know, it was a blowout type game. 
So, so me and my mom went down. It was a night game, which are always fun. And, you know, it was cool to, to just be down there with my mom, you know. So, uh, and we had great seats. We we're on like the 40 yard line. One of her friends had got us the seats. So they were great seats. And that was Braxton Miller to uh, Devin Smith, I believe, with like 40 seconds left on the clock to, t- to, to take the lead. Just an absolute bomb when, did I say Braxton Miller? It was Terrell Pryor, not Braxton Miller. When he was when he was absolutely in his prime and just dominated that, I mean it, it was such a tight game and it was just such an exciting moment and it was really cool to be there. You know, at night fireworks going off, you know, having that experience with my mom. So it was the combination of you know who you were with and then just a hell of a game from great seats. So Ohio State Wisconsin twenty eleven. No, I totally I totally feel you, especially because Wisconsin like when. Wisconsin didn't just beat us like they would, you know, just grind us down into nothing. Like they would just run the ball. You know, I, I think there's no more demoralizing loss in football when you just can't stop a team from running on you and they just keep running on you over and over and over again. And that's a lot of our losses to Wisconsin have been like that. So totally, uh, totally feel you on that one. All right. Um, number four for me, uh, we're going back to high school again. Uh, the very last game that we attended in high school, uh, our school ended up winning the state championship that year. Uh, that also is on the very, very short list for coldest games I've ever uh, attended. Uh, we ended up like taking a safety at one point, maybe partially because like the end zone was frozen and our quarterback slipped. I don't know. Maybe he meant to do it on purpose, um, but so cold that game. We all piled in a van and drove up there uh, in one of our, one of our friends' parents drove us up there, and um, you know it was cool to see uh, a state championship win. We ended up becoming very known in the area for our football team. Uh, I would say maybe to our school's detriment, uh, but that's again maybe not appropriate for this podcast. Uh, but it was definitely a fun night. Definitely one of those capstone events. Uh, you know, the football team becomes you know the talk of the school uh, for a little bit. You know, until the winter uh, sports pep rally when, you know, the only undefeated team uh, at Central that year was the, the Quiz Bowl team that I was captaining, uh, you know, 14 and 0 in the City League. Thank you very much. Uh, but a fun, fun way to kind of sum up our, our last four years of high school. So I, I think you might have undersold the van setup we had. So. <laughs> We it was like the it, this one like the minivan this was like the full on convert like you could have lived in this van in the sixties style van it had man I don't even know if they were like the cigarette lighters in the back where you could plug stuff in but we had a full on TV PS two and NCAA five you remember that uh huh yeah so I mean we all just slept the whole way home I think because we were just absolutely gassed by the time the game was over but we were playing NCAA five the greatest video game ever made the whole way out there that was a sick setup. Absolutely. Zach, thoughts from the game? I don't think I was at that game. What? There's no way you weren't at that game. No, because your at-the-time girlfriend was there. I'm pretty sure you were there. Well, then, uh, I don't think I was there. Hmm. I don't have any recollection of watching this. I I don't think I was there. I'm going to stick with I had to work or something. I, I have no idea. Huh, maybe you did. I don't know. I, I know I drove us to the game before on your list. That was my first speeding ticket. Um, oh, yeah, that was. Uh, but yeah, I don't think I made it to the state championship game. 
Yeah, wasn't like the, something I would have done. The <laughs> cop was like, "Oh, you were going fifteen over. If you're only going fourteen over, I wouldn't have given given you a ticket yeah. or some dumb shit like that." Yeah, it was. Uh, yeah, and then I had to go explain to my parents what happened because we were in my my parents' car. <laughs> Oops. Oh, well, none of our cars were making it that far. It was only like forty-five minutes down the road, but like none of our cars were making it there and back. Yeah. <laughs> Not at that time. And and I could say with one hundred percent certainty, Josh's car in two thousand six wasn't making it. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, the the reason we're all laughing is because I didn't get my license until I was twenty-two. So fair, fair enough, Zach. Fair enough. Wh- which yeah. game is this? You guys are talking about. Uh, that would have been uh, it might have been the Detroit Central Catholic game where we had to go to it wasn't the I I don't know. I thought it was by like Anthony Wayne or something. I thought it was like the second or third game maybe. I'm not sure. No, oh, that, oh was, Tiffin? that was the game. No, it wasn't Tiffin because it was further than that. Um, maybe it was Tiffin because the Anthony Wayne game, I think it was the four of us with, with John uh, where we had to guide guide Andy back by the glow of Toledo. Yep, I remember that one. <laughs> yeah. Well, ho- hockey season had started when the playoffs started. So one of the games I think we had played, we played early, we played like six o'clock that night. So I don't think I, I think I came to the football game afterwards, but it was like halftime by the time I got there. And I don't remember that story. So that must have been one of the games. Hockey season must have started by that point. Maybe. I, I guess it's been 15 years now. Like, wow, it's not that good. <laughs> don't say that <laughs> yeah. all right all right zach number four for you uh number four um i'm gonna stick with hockey uh i happened to be in south florida um in 2015 for a business trip and i happened to be in tampa bay and game seven detroit red wings tampa bay lightning um was was going on and my wife she calls me while i'm in this meeting and i i Missed the phone call and she goes, "Hey, it's Game Seven. So I don't care what it costs, just buy the tickets. When are we ever going to have this opportunity again?" It was at Amelie, uh, which is a beautiful, beautiful arena. So you guys, if you ever get a chance to go there, hanging down from the the from the Raptors is obviously the big scoreboard. But then they also have two um, Tesla coils that hang down and actually shoot lightning out. I've been to a game there. It's sick. It's, it was amazing, and the fans were great. Um, the odd thing about Tampa Bay, because of all the snowbirds, is it was actually about half Detroit, half Tampa Bay fans. Um, but I, we got our first beers bought by Lightning fans. They said, hey, welcome down. Um, I paid my next round. I had to buy four and pay it forward. Uh, Detroit ended up losing that game. They, um, uh, Braden Coburn scored. Uh, early in the third period, it was nil-nil going into the third. So, um, and by that point, our Detroit Red Wings core was uh, old. Might be a slight understatement. Um, <laughs> so, uh, this was like the last gasp of the Red Wings hockey uh, playoff hockey run. So, it's nil-nil. You know, we're hanging tough and just lost. I actually, I remember, I ended up having to wear my U.S. soccer jersey that skate uh, there because it's the only red article of clothing I had. But we lost, and uh, but I got to say I got to see a game seven of an NHL game, so that was that was a great experience. Shout out to the South Florida uh, canal slash beach scene because they had phenomenal food and Cigar City Brewing is there. 
Yeah, I, I can second you on the food in Tampa. Oh, my God. If you eat anything other than seafood or Cuban food, you're a fool. Uh, yeah, that's why I didn't eat anything other than that. Yep. <laughs> it's fresh caught and uh, do not, if you order a hamburger at a restaurant in South Florida, you're, you're doing it wrong. That's not what you go there for. Man, I, I was eating grouper that I think was swimming in the Gulf probably couple of two three hours before i ate it that the eating in south florida is underrated and that that is a nice place to take in a game yeah it was the stadium was amazing the people were friendly uh atmosphere was electric <laughs> oh i see what you did there uh, sorry that's my number four i don't know what number we're on yep all right andy number three number three so, so I talked about the Blue Jackets in the Nashville game. So we're coming back to Columbus for a little bit of hockey. Uh, I, I was there with, with my buddy Eric in 2014. It was the first home Blue Jackets game I had gone to. So it was Blue Jackets-Penguins 2014. Uh, Columbus lost the game, which was an absolute heartbreaker. Um, they went on to lose the series 4-2. But just to, to be a nationwide arena for – a home Blue Jackets playoff game, the CBJ chant going, echoing off the walls. I mean, there was a decent amount of Penguins fans because I think it was like a Saturday night. But but it was nice because for a long time, Columbus would get absolutely invaded when it would be, when Pittsburgh would come, when Detroit would come, even Chicago, if it was like a Saturday game, Chicago would invade. So it was kind of nice. I felt like that was the first time Columbus had one of those geographically close rivals in town and they really kind of just came out and and i mean it, it was it was a columbus crowd um so i mean it, it was a great time it was also one of the most stressful hockey games i've ever been to and, and afterwards i just remember you know sitting at barley's having a beer after the game saying i like i was like physically exhausted from the game and that was not an ex- i mean hockey is usually exciting for me you know it's thrilling it kind of energizes me and, and i I had never remembered feeling just that like, oh, I, I care so much. You know, like usually you go out, hockey game, team wins, team loses, whatever. But that game, it was just like, I cared so much. And it was kind of almost a weird experience to just be like, ah, I just watched a great hockey game and I'm not happy. But, but, but it was a great time, you know, because it was just so exciting with it being the playoffs. So that was a good time. Do you want to tell the people about why you buried a dagger deep into Detroit Red Wings back and became a, a diehard Columbus Blue Jackets fan? Yeah, so that actually go that that fits in perfectly with this list because that uh that meshes with a live sporting event. So yes, I did grow up a Red Wings fan. I, I didn't know any better. Um, <laughs> I mean, I grew up in Toledo, which is 45 minutes from Detroit and two and a half hours from Columbus. And Columbus didn't have a team till 2010. And I've been a hockey fan since, I don't know, probably before I could walk. Uh, my parents say the first word I ever read was Detroit on a street sign on I-75. I said, oh, yeah, it's like the Red Wings. So, I mean, hockey runs in my blood. And and I've been watching hockey longer than Columbus has had a team. But the, the moment I really realized that, you know, I think I'm, I don't think I'm a Red Wings fan anymore. I think I'm a Blue Jackets fan. I went to... The first time the Blue Jackets ever made the playoffs, they played the Red Wings and they were playing in Detroit. And I went up to game three and, and there was a call that went against the Blue Jackets. And I'm like, that's bullshit in the, the stadium wearing a Red Wings jersey. And I said, what, what am I doing? Like, 
I think I just switched guys. Like I didn't realize that was going to happen. You know, I, I thought I was still a Red Wings fan, I think in my heart. And, and then when I was pissed about that call, I said, I, I think it's happened. And I, I've been, you know, pretty diehard Columbus ever since. So it's my adopted city. I'm going to get back there someday. I was there. I, I bought those tickets. I, I was at the game that you switched over. Man, that's heartbreaking. Yeah, you did that. <laughs> I was living in Detroit then. No, that was when we went. They played Nashville that game. It went to overtime. Oh, was that? The, I thought that was the Columbus series we went to. No, we went to when you lived in Detroit. It was Nashville. I, I think we went to both of those series together. But that was Nashville when you were living in Detroit. You and I have been to a lot of hockey games together. We've uh, been to a lot of sporting events together. <laughs> yeah, very true. But uh, I mean odd conglomerations of hockey games. I mean, number three on my list is, I'll save it for that, but I mean, you bought those tickets. Yeah. You're up, Josh. Alrighty. Number three for me, I did not pick a single game. 2006-2007 Ohio State basketball, any Greg Oden game. My freshman year in Ohio State was the same one year that Greg Oden, Mike Conley, and Daquan Cook attended, attended in quotation marks the Ohio State University. You had uh, classes with them. Don't even. Well, okay. They but were, They weren't there to play school, Andy. <laughs> <laughs> uh, winter quarter, I took history of rock and roll. I'm sitting in there waiting for the very first class to start. And some very tall person tries to slink in, like, right as the bell is about to ring. And it, it is Greg Oden, in fact. Uh, 250 people turn to look at him as he walks in. Um, and him and I attended about the same number of classes, which was about one. Um, I would wake up late and middle midway through that class, uh, there was a break. I would walk in during the break, sign my name to the attendance sheet, leave, go get breakfast. Um, and I never saw Greg, uh, again after that first day. Uh, but man, he was just one of the, my favorite people I've ever seen on a basketball court. It's a shame that his body would not hold up. He made more than $100 million in the NBA, so we don't need to shed any tears for him. Uh, but the, the way he just dominated uh, people on the block, um, unfortunately, I wasn't able to attend the game. But in the national championship game that year, which we did end up losing, uh, the front line for, that, for the Florida team was Joe Kim Noah, Al Horford, and Maurice Spates. Three people who had long NBA careers uh, played. You know, I think Joe Kim Noah and Al Horford had some all-star appearances between them. Uh, and Greg Oden handled them, all three of them. Uh, and the rest of the team just kind of came up a little bit short. But he was amazing to watch play, one of my favorite players. That's number three on my list. Was that the first year uh, Florida was in the championship or the second year? The because second I think that year. might have been their second rotation, like that – that was an, an odd Florida team because their um, their whole rotation came back for their senior year. Like they all decided together, and they I think they destroyed everybody but us in that game or that that year, if I remember. Yep, you're you're 100 right. They beat UCLA the year before. There was no reason for them to come back. Uh, Noah Horford and Corey Brewer uh, were all first round picks. Um, and I want to blank that maybe there might even have been one more player drafted on that team that year. Complete bullshit that they all came back. Uh, whatever, it is what it is. Uh, but we were close. We hung in there, um, and that team was 
Mike Conley was also a, a top five pick from our team that year. Um, just a great collection of a talent on, uh, on those two teams. Uh, and just really fun. Like Greg just loved to get technicals for hanging on the rim. Like he would just like do a chin up on the rim, like all the time. Uh, you know, the swats were great. The dunks were great. Just loved him uh, as a Buckeye. So I'm like the least basketball fan of all time. But what game was that? Was that were we playing Purdue where he had like a massive block with, I don't know, maybe like 20 seconds left to seal the game? Yeah, I think that's right. I think it was Purdue. And they were really good that year. They had uh, Robbie Hummel and Etwan Moore, and, uh, and they had a really good team that year too. I want to say like Purdue and Wisconsin were sweet that year, right? Yep. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I think it was pretty, and like as somebody that doesn't even enjoy, but I mean, you drug me to a couple of basketball games that year, and I mean, I don't like basketball. I really don't like college basketball. I'd much prefer NBA if I had to watch a basketball game. But that team was fun to watch. Yeah, I think I, I think that was the, the three of us went to that Purdue game because I remember being at the shot, like two rows from a nosebleed. Yep that oh, that's exactly the memory I have too. Yep. Not not making my list, but there was a random Ohio State basketball game a one or two years later, where I like ended up in the like you would clearly see me in the crowd on the ESPN photo of the article. <laughs> and that was on my Facebook picture for for a while, like but, two years. Yeah. Uh-huh, <laughs> yep. Uh, all right, uh, Zachary, number three on your list. Number three, uh, I threw this up here because. Um, I was at one of at least two people that were part of two people and probably many, many more because they happened very, very quickly. Uh, it was 2010. Uh, Andy and I went to the frozen four, um, which at the time it was played at Ford field. Um, at, at the time it set a record for most people to watch a hockey game indoors. Um, none yep. of the games, were, none of the games were particularly interesting. Uh, my only, only memory of that whole weekend is the Rochester Institute of Technology Tigers. Their fans were the most like fun loving people that I'd ever seen. We weren't in the student section. We were uh, up, up top watching it, but they counted down, you know, 10 to one at the 10 minute mark and everyone, like all the hockey players, you could see them, the, the fans get to one and the hockey players on the ice are like, uh, well, okay, I guess we stop. And then they're like, Oh, just kidding. It's still 10 minutes. Like keep playing. And then, so RIT gets bounced in the first round. Um, and then they're all, their fans said they have nothing to come see the second day, but they show up anyway. And they have a great time to do the same thing again. They're loud. They're chanting insults at both teams. It was a fun time. And then piggybacking that, that was also the year, like a month later, uh, we went and saw the, uh, I got it up on Wikipedia, the big chill at the big house, which was Michigan Wolverines hockey team played the Michigan State Spartans hockey team in the big house. So within about a month, I saw the world's, the, the hockey game with the most indoor attendance and the hockey game with the most outdoor attendance, which is just a cool kind of memory that I have that, uh, I know of one other person that can say that, and uh, no other people can say that. So I'm sure many other people can say that, but it was a fun time. It was cool to be a part of both experiences. I remember that game being cold, but not exceptionally cold. But outdoor hockey is fun to watch. It actually it kind of brings back 
the, the, the feel of like a pond hockey game that you would just kind of get, get together on a Saturday. It was, it was nice. I think bird actually got us those tickets. He did. That was when he was at Michigan. Yeah. Oh yeah. I, I definitely remember that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> You're welcome. <laughs> <laughs> Zach, that Boston college team that won the frozen four. I, when you were talking about that, I had pulled the roster. That was a good hockey team, man. Cam Atkinson, who plays for Columbus, is on that team. The Hayes brothers. Jimmy Hayes played for the, the Rangers for a while. Kevin Hayes, who just signed a monster deal with Philly, was on that team. Chris Kreider. I mean, there was like five or six guys just on that BC team that won the championship that went on to to have yeah, solid NHL good. career. So that, that was a good uh, team. I mean, the the so the first – game that I'm looking at was Miami Boston College and then RIT Wisconsin and I don't follow college probably all that closely but I can tell you with near certainty that Boston College or Wisconsin are stalwarts in the game um I believe that's the Miami Red Hawks not the the U so uh kind of a cool local thing but um yeah it's just a fun time at least I don't remember I don't remember much about the games but the memory to me is more of we were a part of both of those world record setting things. And that's a cool, fun memory that I have. Yeah. That was, that was a good year for hockey for me. And yeah. Yeah. And, and look at you already shoehorning two things into one spot on your list. You're, you're natural at this thing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, I guess I'll be a reoccurring theme. <laughs> All right, Andy, go ahead and with a straight face, State your number two. Yeah, so I'm going to be the first person to mention this sporting event. I can't imagine I'll be the last one. Uh, this is something we were at all together. Uh, 2006, number one versus number two, Ohio State, Michigan. We'll, we'll, we'll let you rain down on me, and, and then I'll justify. I mean, I, I I don't know. I can't I can't give you too much shit about this. I mean, this is number one on my list. This is number one on Zach's list. This is. Number one, any self-respecting Ohio State fan list who attended the game. Uh, so we'll let you go ahead and give you some justification for why this is only number two. Yeah. So before he starts, there's a lot. I feel like there's probably a lot of caveats, and the backstory to this has a significant a significant role in this. Uh, and maybe I'm speaking for you, but maybe not. Are you talking about what we did the night before? Yeah. I yeah. Mean, <laughs> And the game was phenomenal. The, uh, you tell your story. <laughs> yeah, it's, I feel like we may have touched on this in, in an early – maybe when we talked about the football episode, I think we may have talked about our experience with this a little bit. Yeah. Um, so we stayed up all night for college game day. We grilled. Yeah, because yeah, you know the story where Zach ate the, the raw burger and puked in the yep. river. <laughs> yep, Not, yep. And I, I want to clarify – stayed awake all night because that's that, that sells it completely short we stood outside all night like stood did not sit down stood in line i have to clarify that because like yeah we were awake waiting in line okay you can get a tent a chair no we were poor college kids we bought a grill from walmart for like 20 bucks and stood in our line it was awful yeah, that that was a tactical mistake that I don't think we would make again, but we certainly made on that night. Uh, <laughs> we stayed up way too late. So even with a – oh, no, that was a 3.30 kickoff, wasn't it? That was the first time they'd ever played not at noon. I think it's the only time so far. 
Yeah, you're right. So maybe if they maybe if they'd have played it at noon, we'd have been all right. But I mean, I have that picture of <laughs> Josh. I think you're halfway asleep in the stands at halftime. Yeah, there's a. I think it's before the game. Like we get it in the stadium early, and there's a picture of me and our and our somewhat mutual friend Nick, and I'm like leaned over, like palm on my cheek, just like dozing off a little bit because it was night by the time you know we get into the game. It was dark. Um, I know they had some lights or whatever, but uh, yeah, it was that was easily that is easily in my top five worst decisions. How we the the time spent up until the game was so completely mismanaged by us, uh, but the game was amazing. Uh, Zach, I mean, I remember. I mean, we Andy and I were bound to determine. We're like, let's get Zach into this game. Uh, you know, three hundred combined dollars later, and uh. And an Xbox, what was it, Andy? Your roommate like wanted an Xbox or something? Like it was that? a Wii. Yep, it was a Wii. That was uh, the first. Uh, the Wii had just come out. It was super rare. It's like the PS5 for you kids today. Um, but everybody had to have it. And uh, I mean, I was too broke. I didn't get paid to go to college like the rest of you do. So <laughs> I was way too broke to afford 300 bucks. Yeah, we we made it happen though, and the best part of it was it was my roommate. So I think I still got to play the Wii. So I really got the best of both worlds. So it, thank you guys for that. It was great. Oh, it that, was totally worth it. That was a great experience. So Andy, this is number two on your list. This is number one on my list. Number one on Zach's list. Uh, I'm gonna go ahead and give my number two. As we said, or as I've said earlier, I did not go out and rush the field uh, for that OSU Michigan one versus two. So my payback comes in 2010. Uh, the Ohio State basketball team clinches the Big Ten regular season championship against Illinois. I'm at the game. It's a it's a the Evan Turner, John Diebler, uh, uh, David Lady, Will Burton uh, team. And and we win the regular season. I was there, get to go out into the court. Uh, yeah, really like pretty close to rubbing elbows with the players. People cut down the nets. Really enjoyable game. The the bigger John Diebler uh, experience that I remember is there was a night that Zach and I uh, decided we went out and we were going to do a <laughs> shot for every Jared Solinger dunk and John Diebler three. And the night ended with Zach throwing up in a Fricker's urinal uh, and me going home with my wife, Victorious, uh, uh, fiance, or girlfriend probably at that point. Um, but yeah, Ohio State basketball, love it. Um, it's given me tons of great memories. Good times were had by some, not named Zach. <laughs> <laughs> oh. I can't believe when you were naming the uh, the famous players on that team, though, you left off the GOAT. Mark Titus. Mark Titus. My boy, yeah. Uh, yeah, I, uh, I, still have a, I still have a Club Trillion shirt from college. Uh, he's gone off to uh, podcasting fame. Um, but, yeah, man, I, Ohio State basketball was, was great. I mean, I don't watch them nearly as much now as I, as I did back in the day. The Big Ten's loaded this year. Um, we'll see if we can make a run in a tournament if, you know, COVID doesn't derail uh, March Madness. So we will see. All right, Zach, number two on your list. Number two on my list is uh, 
U.S. soccer. Uh, I don't know if it was my first game or I actually know it wasn't my first game. Um, it was my first game that I saw them play Mexico in 2016 in November at Mad Free Stadium, Columbus represent. Uh, at the time, just as a spoiler alert, the U.S. historically is not very good at soccer compared to Mexico, but we try really hard and we got to Mad Free at I think eight or nine in the morning and we set up, we're like super close to the stadium. We set up shop. We were tailgating, we we're drinking all day. Game time comes around and just the, the energy that that stadium pumped through you was enough to like sober you up. So we're, you know, we're, we're down one, nothing at halftime. Bobby Wood lightning uh, in a bottle at that time. He scores to bring us even. And then the dagger in like the actually I got it up the dagger in the 89th minute to 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 lose two to one. Um, it was heartbreaking, but the the atmosphere alone is worth the price of admission. If I know you've seen U.S. Mexico, Andy, uh, it is impossible to not have a good time there at any anywhere you could see it. Um, but it happened to be my first time, and that's my pick for number two. Yeah, I don't know how you could possibly uh, not have a good time watching USA-Mexico. It's not a rivalry that – I mean, if you're a soccer person, it's going to come right to the top for you in the United States. But if you're not a soccer person, that's a rivalry that people may kind of sleep on. But that is a great rivalry. Oh, I've – a good friend of ours was born in Mexico. He emigrated here. Uh, he he promised to take me to Azteca for a U.S. game. He swears he'll stop the piss from being dumped on me, but I would see the game anyway. Like, it would be fun. It's just an all-around great time. Watching any U.S. soccer game is, is fun. Um, usually you, you encounter people from all over, the, all over the world, not necessarily the States. I happen to have a bunch of flags, a bunch of scarves, I'm sorry, from – uh, I think I've got one from Portland now. I've got one from Augusta, New York. Um, just the, the amount of people that, that take it, it's not a regional thing at that point. It's uh, its one of the few games that I've been to that's a national game, which is which is awesome. And Andy, this leads nicely into your number one, right? Yeah. Uh, so <laughs> number one for me is also a USA-Mexico game. It was 2013. USA-Mexico in Columbus. We punched our ticket to go to Brazil that year, um, which is a hell of a World Cup. The last time we went, I, I believe, um, which sucks. But <laughs> uh, it was a hell of – so it was one of the – it was one in the famous series of uh, Dos Acero games. So the U.S. won 2 nothing against Mexico. Eddie Johnson in the first half scored right in front of where me and my buddy were at with the outlaws. Uh, Donovan scored late in the game and uh, Dempsey actually missed a penalty that would have put us up three, nothing, but you know, dosa zero it's, it's better to win two, nothing and keep the tradition going than it is to put the third one in. So uh, yeah, we, we punched our ticket uh, at that point. It actually looked like Mexico had a really uphill battle to make it to brazil so at that point it actually looked like not only had we punched our ticket but we had possibly knocked 
Mexico out of that World Cup. It, it didn't turn out that way. Mexico ended up making the World Cup, but but just the feeling of not only did, did we make it through and take care of business, but we may have knocked our biggest rival out was a great feeling that night. We, we stayed long after the game. There was, you know, champagne on the field with the players. We weren't a part of that, but, you know, to just watch them celebrate that excitement of, of punching that ticket and making another World Cup at a time where, you know, it was the legends. That, that was the the Donovan, the, you said the, the Dempsey, that, that was when Tim Howard was in, in beast mode and net for the U S. So that, that was a great time. That was actually my first national team game. I've been to a couple since. No, no, it wasn't. No, it wasn't. Cause oh, we went to eight. Uh, yeah. Oh, the gold yeah. cup. Oh, yeah. Canada. Yep. You're right. right so that first. wasn't my first. That's why. Yeah. I could, I mean, I've been to a, uh, several U S games now, like you have, uh, I've been to a bunch of women's games as well. Atmosphere is always electric. Um, the Outlaw are a wonderful organization. They always provide some sort of food for people and uh, lots of bottled water because it tends to be a significantly hydrated event. Yeah, right. <laughs> I, I, I took the kid to the, the last Gold Cup and we went to Cleveland. The U.S. was, was playing okay. in the doubleheader and uh, – so I, I was not hydrated, and it, it was kind of a weird experience because, man, everybody around me certainly was. It's, uh, I was there for that, and the odd thing is uh, Cleveland Municipal, that game, it was a doubleheader, one at five, one at seven. Uh, we played at seven, obviously, the last leg of it. I think seven, maybe it was three and five. But they don't open their parking lots until six hours before kickoff. And if you're, like, a reasonable person, you think, all right, first game's at five. That means they should be open at 11. No, they don't take that, that the game that nobody cares about into account. So to mitigate the hydration, they they didn't open their parking lot. So we, we took a whole truck's worth of tailgating stuff and didn't get to use it till we were already hydrated. Oh yeah, that that's good. That's a recipe for a good or a real bad time. It was great. We ended up staying in like one of the ritzier places, getting dinner in downtown Cleveland. It was a fun time. And the USA absolutely killed it. They played what Trinidad and Tobago and one, I want to say it was yeah. like six, nothing. <laughs> I, I, yeah. I don't think it was exceptionally close. Yeah. It's, it's always a fun time though. If you get a chance, Josh, go see a US game. If I absolutely. ever get invited, if I ever get invited for one, I will certainly go. <laughs> You're always invited. Yep. Um, Zach, do you want to, I'm going to gloss over I, again. My one is OSU. Versus Michigan, I've talked about it several times. I don't, I don't have a whole lot to add. Zach, do you have anything you want to add before we start winding this down? Yeah, I guess my number one um, is, uh, as legend goes, from my father. I don't know the specific dates. I was, I, I can tell you the specific date. It's, it, uh, I was supposedly there, but my number one is actually I was in Boston. I was at Fenway Park the day that Ted Williams died. Um, who's probably not probably he's the greatest Red Sox that ever played. There's one specific seat in the whole stadium that's red. Everything else is green. That's the that's the furthest home run that anyone had hit at Fenway at the time. Um, legend of the game, you know, first ballot Hall of Famer type, all that stuff. The day he died, July fifth, two thousand two. I was in Boston. I was at that game, allegedly. <laughs> I again in two thousand two. I was uh, eleven, twelve. Uh, I guess. 
and I don't I don't have the tickets of I don't know. I just know I was in Boston at that time. Um, but a lot of most of the sporting events in my life have come because of my dad. So like like I said, Boston in two thousand two, Wrigley in two thousand and I'm sorry, 2000, so it would have been 12. Um, just famous, famous ballparks that uh, no one can hear me because my internet's unstable. Thanks, Buckeye. Um, just great experiences all around that got my love for sports going. I, I can defend that if that story is not true, I've definitely heard your dad tell that story. So you come by it honestly if it's, a, if it's just a legend because I've heard your dad tell the story too. Yeah, I, I, like I said, I don't – I just remember that – we were in Boston right around that time. Um, like that, I don't be in what's that, 2002, it's almost 20 years ago. I don't have that kind of memory. So legend has it, I was there. I'm telling everyone I was there. If you ever encounter me, I was in Boston the day Ted Williams died. It was awesome to see. Not awesome to see because he <laughs> died, but <laughs> um, it was if you're a Boston fan, short of going, short of a World Series win, that was the day you want to be there. And Josh is a Northwestern, Northeasterner. I think you would appreciate that. This is me nodding my head, appreciating uh, <laughs> that story. This is you not getting in trouble with your family from Maine. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I think the moral of the story of the list is once you have kids, it kind of melts your brain and, you know, all the stuff is already starting to blend into the haze already. So. Uh, but yeah, man, uh, that's definitely a definitely a cool story. Uh, we'll we'll all nod our heads and believe you that you were there, and uh, that's that's pretty cool. I, I I also remember we took a tour of the the park that day, and it's odd the way baseball. Like we we took a tour, we got to walk around the warning track at Fenway, and the groundskeeper's out there, and he's telling us, you know, if you guys fucking look at this grass, I'm throwing you off this tour. <laughs> how, serious they, how serious they took their like the grass part of it which is odd because we, you know we've all been at football stadiums and like andy you and i we literally walked to the 50 yard line of camp randall like when's security gonna tackle us and they're just like nah no nah, it's totally cool don't worry about it dressed but, in our full ohio state gear on top of it and they still didn't stop us there's a picture of me in my jameson shirt i was repping what really mattered <laughs> All right, I'm I'm wearing an Ohio State shirt in the in the in the same picture. Yeah, that was odd. That was a hell of a 36 hours. That was a great time <laughs> for for some of us. Yeah, <laughs> and some of us just learned how to use the turnpike that trip. Yep, hey, it's a valuable lesson for future <laughs> drives. Do you remember we had, we pulled over right before the parking station because you lost the ticket. <laughs> Yeah, I, yeah. I mean, yeah. I don't have anything to say to defend myself. So, so, so I told the first half of that story. It might have been the the show that just the last show that came out where you parked too far to get the ticket, but I forgot the part where you then lost the ticket. <laughs> and we had to pull over and look for it. <laughs> oh man! Yeah, that was a that was <laughs> that was a tough couple of hours for you. <laughs> That was uh that was definitely probably one of the first times I had made like a really long, really long road trip, and um, it it, it did not go well. <laughs> I don't I don't think you'd driven more than an hour, and you thought I think that's why we went with you because I I think in our minds the option was either we went with you with you or you were gonna die on the turnpike. <laughs> uh, so see, I, 
till the day I die, I'll never forget. You guys called me at like three o'clock on a Thursday, like, uh, Zach, you want to go to Madison, Wisconsin with us? I'm like, well, I get off in an hour. Can you wait till four? And you're like, yeah, that sounds reasonable. Let's do it. Yep. And then I go back to Toledo by like 4 p.m. the next day. So we were in Madison for a whole – Josh had his interview. We walked around the state capitol. We walked around Camp Randall, and we bought some cheese, and that was it. That was it. <laughs> the cheese got, shop, the stadium, that was it. Yeah, I think we got there at like 4 or 5 in the morning. We slept for a few hours, and then we were on our way. Yep. It was completely ludicrous, but a great time. Needless to say, I didn't get the job. <laughs> um, uh, but yeah, it ended up being a, a, a good little trip there. Uh, we, we stayed at our uh, our friend Nick's house. Uh, so, uh, but yeah, so this is going to bring us to the end of the list. Um, Zachary, it was a pleasure having you on the show. I hope this is the just the first of uh, future many future appearances. I only talk sports, so hopefully it'll be the first of many. <laughs> I'm not doing the poli- I'm not doing the political shows with you guys. <laughs> oh, I've seen you. I've seen you drunk talking politics in the recent in the recent past, and it's been a sight to behold. That's why I'm sober now. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, this is gonna wrap up uh, this episode. Uh, uh, everyone, thanks for listening, uh, and we'll talk to you next week. Stay safe, Ohio. Buckeye Dads Discuss is a podcast hosted by Andy and Josh. It's edited by April. You can find us on social media at Buckeye Dads on Twitter. And you can email the show at Buckeye Dads Discuss at gmail.com.